1: Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by a man I've definitely seen wear assless chaps, Hovercraft Joe. Oh, really? And me?
0: All right, fair enough. Technically, all chaps are assless. It's just a matter of what you wear underneath them.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Of,
0: of course, our guest, the Tush, is the expert on uh, assless chaps. Again, all chaps are assless. It's a matter of oh, what you wear underneath okay. them or not. Okay, and we have the tush
1: with us tush uh, let me ask you a question how does yeah. your how does your beard? you have a very large beard right now which you usually do yeah. how does your beard fit in your uh black zipper mouth mask
2: um i mean i have to have a separate zipper for the beard
1: oh okay know? gotcha maybe it, gotcha. it's, it's
2: custom you know
1: i understand uh, i understand
0: um so surprisingly we're not we're we're, we're past episode 200 and we're not in any kind of theme month for the moment so we're kind of like <laughs> for the a, moment for the moment we I, love, I love i love that up. knowing
1: what the next two months schedule is <laughs> prior to yeah. that
0: um but so we're here tonight to talk about what are we going to call it mad max 2 or the road warrior i like just calling it the road warrior but yeah me yeah. too
1: because that's what I, that's what we heard that's you know how it was presented to us here in the u.s
0: yeah,
2: because yeah, this they said is America, that... Joe. We call it Mad Max. We call it the Road Warrior, not Mad Max
0: Two. Because they said that like the first one hadn't got enough like distribution or seen by enough people here that they thought it might confuse people if they call it Mad Max Two. Is that kind of what it was? Yeah,
2: it was like a drive-in movie. The first one was like a drive-in movie here that you know it had a little bit of a cult following, but not huge, you know. But it was a big hit in Australia and some other countries. Like you know what? Let's call
0: it the Road Warrior. Right. And as we as we discussed when we talked about Fury Road like and you've said this before Dave that none of these movies are really set up that you you can watch them all independent yeah. and not necessarily have to have any knowledge of any of the other ones.
2: Yeah, they do like I mean they do a recap at the beginning of this one, but even that it's just like, you know, It's just a very, and it also, it actually retcons the first one a little bit, but we'll get into that.
1: And the third one.
2: Yeah, so you can really watch all of them independently.
1: The third one's not even, didn't even start as a, as a Mad Max movie. It was like a, it was like a post-apocalyptic Lord of the Flies that George Miller was writing. And they're like, nah, why don't you turn that into a road war to a Mad Max movie? He's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, okay. So this movie, uh, so, technically, two release dates. It's released in Australia. Good all I mights. On December 24th, 1981. That was offensive. And then it's... <laughs> sorry to all our Australian <laughs> listeners. Crikey, yeah, um, Joe. Well, better. you've got
2: to be sup- uh, such a waddle Much better. <laughs> is
0: Yahoo, Yahoo serious here? Anyways, uh, and then uh, it's released here in the States on May 21st, 1982. Um, so... I guess we should get into, well, okay, two things. We should get into our background with this movie. But I want to point out that we we had to have the uh, tush on this episode because, I mean, obviously, I mean, he loves this movie. He's always talked to us about it. But I I, I couldn't help but think of, remember the lost, not episode of the podcast, but it was going to be a bonus episode while we were on vacation. And we were like, Dave, we want to record you explaining the plot of all the Mad Max movies. Cause it's something that Dave would do in road trips to entertain us. So he's like, I got it. And then it ended up being like over an
1: hour. Oh, long. Oh, it was, <laughs> it's, and it's not lost. I still have it. Um, uh well, it's, uh, just not going to get released. And it's, it's over. It's almost two hours long.
2: Well, uh, and well, I think, you- well, thinking that we could put it to an episode kind of forgets that the point of me explaining movies was as much to entertain you guys, but to annoy the wives in the car. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you
2: know, like it was like, yeah, you guys were get like, you know, like, okay, your your various spouses were we're getting upset by just how deep I would go in just explaining this or the Rambo movies or you know. So I mean, so we you know, basically something that's made to annoy other people might not be the
0: most entertaining thing for everyone. No, well, I would enough. say this though: LPJ says it won't be released everyone in the Discord, start that hashtag release the Tush Mad Max episode and we'll see what happens. Wow. Hashtag release the Tush Mad Max. It's, hey, Zack Snyder fans, it's, it's a lot like the Snyder Cut. No, exactly. no, it's not. <laughs> um, so anyways, Tush, what's your kind of history with this
2: movie then? I mean, it came out the year I was born, so I obviously didn't see it in the theater. Um, but it, was, <laughs> it was one of, it was basically like it was one of if, I mean, we were from an era where we kinda, we kind of remember when VHS movies were really expensive, you know? Like, you couldn't... You could own, like, a handful, but you mostly went to the store and rented them. But this was one of the very first VHS movies we owned. My dad was a big fan. It was probably one of the first R-rated movies I saw at home. You know, so like I, I watched it from a very early age. We had it on, on VHS, and we watched it, and I, I always loved it, so.
0: Um, I... This is a movie that I I didn't see for a while. I remember this is a movie that my dad would always talk about, and you know, like I knew parts of it, but I never seen the whole thing. Watched it a long time ago, and then I remember rewatching it around the time that I had that that Fury Road came out. Like rewatching it around then. Um, but as I said, like on the the Fury Road one, uh, this uh, this one and Fury Road, I have never seen the other two Mad Max movies. So, um, but yeah, no, this movie is. <laughs> It's good, and it still holds up, and you know we'll get into it more later. What about you, uh, LBJ? Uh,
1: I saw this on TV a long time ago. Uh, it was, I'm sure, it was on, you know, TBS or USA or something. It was on regular cable, not premium cable. Uh, so I saw the edited version, um, and I loved it. I thought it was the coolest movie. Uh, and then I, I had gone, at, I had gone back, you know, I'd gone up, gone up to the video store several times after that and rented it a couple of times and watched it and then watched the first one. But this was, this was the first Mad Max movie I ever saw. I didn't even see the first one until later on. And then, um, actually I think I saw this and then I saw Thunderdome, um, or beyond Thunderdome. And then I saw the first one. I think I, think I saw them in that order. Yeah.
0: That, that's when the same you, order I saw him in. When you saw when you saw beyond thunderdome where you're like man we don't need another hero
2: yes also <laughs> we need another way home mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep um okay so let's talk about some of the numbers uh some of the uh, the um like i couldn't get specifics on some of the stuff so like the budget is like estimated to be somewhere between like three and four million dollars which You know, this is considered like a lower budget movie, but obviously, I mean, I still feel like in the early 80s, like three or four million dollars is still like a decent chunk of change.
2: Yeah, it's it's not really. It's a pretty low budget back then. I mean, those also might be Australian dollars,
0: too. Oh, that's yeah. And and keep in
1: mind, uh, this was uh, 10 times the budget of the first movie. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The first one's
2: very micro budget.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah
0: um okay uh so it goes on to gross either 23 million or 36 million dollars i couldn't uh, a couple sources i checked it kind of had different so somewhere around there so it makes a lot of money let's say i guess yep. based on how much it costs dollars um, or
2: dollary dues
0: uh dollary dues um okay. so then it has a <laughs> it has a rotten tomatoes of 94 percent and an audience score of 86 percent so yeah that seems right yeah, yeah. Definitely seems right.
2: I think the um, audience score would be higher, but some Mel Gibson haters probably snuck in there and you know, <laughs> brought it down a little bit. Probably.
0: Okay. Okay. No, we're not going to get into a diatribe about Mel Gibson. D- this Mel episode. Gibson Mel supposed
1: anti-Semitism. Anti semitism anti <laughs> semitism whatever it is, he hates he hates Jewish people. Moving on. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly.
0: <laughs> okay. Top grossing movies of nineteen eighty two. Top three. Uh, Number one is uh, LPJ's favorite, E.T., the extraterrestrial. Uh, Number two is Tootsie. And number three is the Tush's favorite. Well, I should have made that joke that Tootsie was the Tush's favorite. Uh, Tush's favorite, an officer and a gentleman. Uh, This movie, The Road Warrior, came in 31st in the box office. Other movies we have covered in 1982 are number six, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Number 7, 48 Hours. Number 13, First Blood. And number 17, our 200th episode that featured the tush, Conan the Barbarian.
2: Yep. And it's
0: worth noting that George Miller turned down the opportunity to direct First Blood to make this. He did, yep. Yes, I did see that, yes. Um, okay, so actors in this movie. Uh, I feel like I'm not going to have a lot to say, but maybe you guys will. Mel Gibson. Okay,
2: so obviously there's Mel Gibson, right? Okay, so why don't you just know. take it
0: over? He, he's, Mel Gibson. You know, he,
2: he's, he's my spirit animal. You know, he's awesome. Not Mel- for any of the reasons we talked about earlier, but any, Mel Gibson
0: um, and Vernon Wells, those are the two people I know.
2: Yeah. About. But then there's Bruce Spence and Bruce Spence is very prolific. And he's one of those almost like a uh, John Ratzenberger actors who's just been in a ton of big movies. You just might not have noticed. He's a, he's the mouth in Sauron and turn of the King Lord of the Rings. He's one of Emperor Palpatine's lackeys in the star Wars prequels. He was on the the Legend of the Seeker. He's been he's been in a lot of stuff. He just he just you don't necessarily always notice him. You know he's he's often in a, lots of makeup and stuff.
1: Yeah, he's in a he's in an incredible amount of movies, and yeah. you're right, they're big things. Like he's a he's a character actor, but he's one of those character actors that he's like a top dollar character actor.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Vernon Wells is obviously he's in this, and he's Bennett in Commando. You know, one of the least intimidating villains ever. But I will—I have to say, Vernon Wells broke the cycle for me of celebrities being mean to me when I met them.
1: I, heard, he I heard. Very
2: nice. I heard he's super,
1: myself. super nice.
2: Yeah, he's a very, very nice guy. And um, yeah, he, like so many other celebrities have been mean to me. Gordy Howe called, made fun of me for being fat when I was little. You know, stuff like that. But and since then, and you know, Billy Dee Williams was not interested in my shenanigans. Um, but since then, all the <laughs> celebrities have been nice to me. I so, can't imagine. Yeah, Val, Val Kilmer was amazing. Alice Cooper, nicest guy ever. So Vernon Wells
0: broke the cycle. Now they're, now they're all going to like me. Well, I'm sure Vernon Wells listens to the Last Action podcast, so he will like to hear those. He does. He's
1: talks. actually, he's got his own, he he listens to our podcast to get ideas for his own podcast, which is a Power Rangers uh, Time Force uh, watch along, because yes. he likes to watch his own performance in that over and over again.
0: Oh, see, I thought that he had like one of those like after show style shows where he just broke down every episode of the Last Action podcast. It's true. And he's gonna hop on the, at the Discord
2: and after he's been like, crikey. You guys forgot to mention that I was in Weird Science.
0: <laughs> Probably will. Uh, okay, so uh, net worth. I only have one net worth. I was I was telling uh, Tush off mic that I was trying to find Vernon Wells' net worth, but all the listings were for the baseball player Vernon Wells, <laughs> who used to play for the Yankees. And I'm like, I'm like Vernon Wells, the actor, does not have seventy five million dollars. So. <laughs> And then, and then while we were we had a few technical difficulties starting tonight, and while we were waiting to get going, Tush was talking about Bruce Spence, and I'll look him. I looked him up and then told him what the net worth was. Yeah, so which is gonna, a really solid number. There's some We, much still, more we
2: can still discuss it.
0: Well, I don't remember exactly what it was. It was. 19 think, million, you told me. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is like I
2: said, that is really no. I think it was good. seven.
0: I think it was 17 million, but
2: oh, 17. But still, like. We've really talked good. about some much more famous people who had much less money than him.
0: Yeah, but I will say this though: I can only find Bruce Spence listed on not the site that I usually go to for this, so it could have been unreliable. Um, yeah, but, th- but that being said, uh, Mel Gibson—he's <laughs> who we're going to talk about. We're going to guess his net worth. Tush, what do you think for Mel Gibson? He's got that like, sweet, I, I sweet. Sure We've got before. I mean, hold on. But... Let me get my sweet, sweet out. He's okay. got that sweet, sweet. Get the gringo money. What do you think for Mel Gibson? He's got that sweet, sweet father
2: stew money, which was a good movie, <laughs> so i see it. Um I'd say four hundred and fifty million. I feel like I remember
0: that being how much he okay. had. LBJ?
1: Uh he's got that sweet, sweet Man, what, Expendables Three money? Is that what he's yeah. in? Three? Yeah,
0: he's the he's a villain in Expendables Three. Yeah.
1: Uh I'm gonna say he's got Mm, 350 million
0: 425 million uh okay. Tosh remembered almost correctly uh okay so we talked about it It obviously has come up this movie is directed by george miller uh makes a lot of mad max movies oddly made the ryan reynolds green lantern movie no he didn't no he didn't oh that wasn't him. No, yeah, no,
2: it was the guy who directed GoldenEye. I can't remember his name.
0: Uh, oh, why did I think it was this guy? Because George yeah. George
1: Miller almost made the Justice League movie.
2: Yeah, oh. he made Happy Feet. He yeah. was at least a producer on the movie Babe. Yep. Like he makes he makes kids movies mostly.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, now I'm going to yeah. see why it sound like an idiot here. Hold on. Yeah, oh, exactly. Martin, um, it's, Mar- it's Martin, Martin Campbell. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I got them confused. I, I guess I was thinking about his famous like uh justice league movie he was supposed to yeah. make they got like very far into like pre-production and then never got made
2: which dodged a bullet because uh mister i want to eat you army hammer was supposed to be batman in that movie <laughs>
0: wasn't that, wasn't adam brody playing the flash yeah, in it? adam
2: Brody used to be the flash yeah. um and then uh the girl and yeah i think that was about it was a was sol- no it was a 90. solid cast yeah it was a good cast but you know again army hammer apparently likes to eat people you
1: know so. dc really knows how to pick their actors <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Boy. okay.
0: So this movie is the writing credits uh screenplay by Terry Hayes, George Miller and it says with Brian Hand Hand and Nant. Nant? And Han- What the <laughs> Okay. Um and then uh the music is by uh Brian
1: May. But uh, but not kind of Brian called? May of Queen fame. Oh, it's true because even it's though not, the, the it's not Brian May from TV Queen,
0: notes will take you to that Brian May. I've looked up before, and it's not that Brian. It's May. Not him. Oh, see, that's breaking news. I thought it was. I saw the name, and I just assumed it was.
1: No, yeah, but he does not He does. He, he has done movies, movie scores before, but not this one.
0: Yeah, he did Death Wish. Oh no, that was Jimmy Page. Death <laughs> Wish. <too. laughs> right. uh, okay, you ready for the? <laughs> you ready for the tagline Yes. Okay, first one. And I saw this is on the poster. Just one man can make a difference. Okay. Um, Next one. Mad Max meets the challenge. What? Uh. Okay. Uh, Next one. Ruthless. Savage. Spectacular. Okay. Uh, Okay. The next one. In the future, cities will become deserts. Roads will become battlefields. And the hope of mankind will appear as a stranger. Hope of mankind. That seems a bit much... That's I, th- I can't feel like the
2: whole essence of Mad Max is he's you know he's just a guy you know he, he's not the hope
0: of mankind or anything you know And then the last one is when all that's left is one last chance, pray that he's still out there somewhere <laughs> it was dot 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 somewhere with an exclamation point so I want to get that across. So.
1: yeah, none of those are very good. no <laughs> they're not terrible but they're not no they're not great. So, yeah.
0: it, it, this is going to be a... Well, okay, two things. Does anyone have anything specifically they want to mention before we start talking about the plot of the movie?
1: Um, um, go ahead, Dave, please start. It's just,
0: you know, like, like I said, like the, um, the intro
2: is kind of a retcon, because in... Well, in this, this, first... this is what I was going to say, because I was going
0: to say, can you succinctly yes. explain the plot of the first movie? It just basically the world is post-apocalyptic
2: but not that post-apocalyptic like the apocalypse hasn't completely set in like things are bad but not terrible but there are like roving biker gangs mad max fights them they seek revenge they um kill his partner or like maybe just scar him up really bad then they kill his his they kill his son and his wife is just badly maimed but in this it implies that they both got killed and because the thing is as the thing at the end of the movie and the end of mad max one he sets off into the outback and it's it, ostensibly his wife is still alive you know but you know like you know he's like oh he feels like he failed so this kind of retcons it where it's like no it looks like his wife and his kid died
0: so i have a question yeah. before we get into this so is in this world of mad max that obviously you know a big part is the wasteland they're talking about the wasteland but in theory, like outside of the wasteland, are there still like human cities, like to a certain extent? Like because I, 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 like this movie makes it seem like it's like oh he went out into the wasteland like it was a choice and it wasn't yeah. necessarily the entire world is like that.
2: Yeah, and like I mean, if it's if it's in, I feel like by the later Mad Max movies, there's not. But in these, it's implied that there are. Like the the, the people are trying to escape to a resort town.
1: Yeah. So. <clears throat> Kind of the timeline is Mad Max first movie happens and the there's already kind of a you know an apocalypse happening. Like the like societies are starting to break down a little bit. Um there's kind of you know the 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 economic structure of the world is sort of falling apart. Um and then after Mad Max happens like a few weeks to a to a month after the ending of Mad Max is when the nuclear apolo- nuclear apocalypse happens and some countries destroy themselves. it don't specifically say which ones, but you know, it's kind of implied that it's like the US and and Russia and, and you know, all of those uh cold yeah. war comp- cold war countries kind of destroy themselves. And the only thing that's left is, you know, like Australia or you know the the uh, South American countries stuff like that yeah. places more near the equator third,
2: like, you know yeah like countries that not necessarily third world but not like major right. allied powers or anything and the other implication is that even if they weren't bombed directly there'd eventually be fallout and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: So So the only thing that's left supposedly is the stuff kind of in this area, this like belt along the equator is kind of what it boils down to. And so that would be, you know, Australia and New Zealand and uh, South America, parts of parts of Africa, you know, that kind of beltway is sort of what's left now, whether you can get to those cities or not, I don't know what cities are left. I'm not sure. Everything's kind of broken down at this point in this movie, and it continues to, de- to to deteriorate even more, which is crazy because it that's carried across all of the movies. Like you yeah. can see in 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 um, Beyond Thunderdome, it's even more chaotic. Like there's even less around, right. and then when you get to uh, Fury Road, I mean, it's like a complete breakdown of civilization. There's there's nothing. You know, it, there's like three pockets of, three pockets of civilization, and about, and that's about it.
0: Is is one of them Bullet Town? Yeah, one of them's Bullet Town. Bullet Town.
1: You know, uh, Dave
0: would bullet definitely Town, want Gas to live in Town and the Citadel. Yep, Dave would definitely want to live in Bullet Town.
2: Uh, I mean, but I mean, you don't have to put up with the Morton Joe's bullshit. He's got that guy with a gouty
0: foot. You
2: know, <laughs> oh, no, that's actually Gastown. Town.
0: Okay. Okay. Save it. Save it for when we redo Fury Road. Uh, okay. Yeah. So movie, as we kind of talked about, the movie starts off with like a voiceover uh, and like uh, the camera zooming in on on Max, uh, and then we get a recap of the world going to shit and uh, recap slightly retconned as Tush mentioned of the first film uh then we cut into uh max being chased by some dudes like a gang uh one of them being vernon wells right like he's yep. the dude yeah. with, he's the dude with the mohawk in it um he ends up taking them all out besides vernon wells vernon wells gets away uh and he finds like a uh like a truck like there's a truck in the road like uh, everyone's dead but like he goes inside and he finds a music box on the dead guy which will come back into play later
1: um
0: so then like max is driving some more uh and he comes across the uh gyro captain oh well okay so he comes across the gyro captain's gyro right yes and but he doesn't because like he he has a trap set but like max doesn't fall for it is that kind of what happens yeah he beat
2: the snake (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, he beat the snake. Uh and it's at this point we're like, I don't know, like ten, fifteen minutes into the movie and Mad Max finally has a line, which I think they said that he has sixteen lines of dialogue total in this movie.
1: Yeah. And one t- of them's a repeat. A repeat yeah, yeah, one of
0: them is repeat, yeah. So um so uh he runs into the gyro captain, which <laughs> I, I will be honest with you. I couldn't remember that it was gyro captain. So for the first half of my notes, I call him the sky captain, which I think is I the think world of tomorrow. I think is Jude Law. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Um, so the gyro captain has this. It's a, a helicopter thingy? Question yeah. mark? Yeah, like
1: they're they're called gyrocopter. It's a it's like a small one man, you know, helicopter.
0: Um. Uh, so We're it's really I two man. <laughs> oh you're building one in the grass that's nice yeah um so i have a note it's funny too because i have a note that says like man all this leather he's wearing seems like intense for the desert but i read that it was actually like super cold when they were shooting this movie yeah mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting because it looks really yeah warm. desert
2: is just lack of water it doesn't necessarily have to be
0: you know hot well i thought the whole thing about a desert a lot was like the extreme yeah, outback like, is during... usually really hot though it like during the day dead. it was they're super looking, warm and then at night like super cold anyways yeah uh, so I, he's going to like maybe kill the Gyro captain but the Gyro captain's like hey dude I know where there's like a refinery um uh, I, and he's like, "Okay, I'll take you to the refinery." And th- they're driving in the car, and <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. He has like his shotgun. Well, it I makes sense, but he has like the shotgun rigged up, and like the dog Max has a dog that's like basically in charge of deciding if it goes off. And I'm like, "How does that dog accidentally not shoot the guy?" I mean, we do find out that the gun doesn't have the shotgun doesn't have any bullets in it or shells in it. No, so. Right but i'm like how does a dog like not look out the window and like accidentally blow the guys out of the smart dog
1: he's she's well trained
0: yeah, yeah uh, australian funny. cattle dogs are very good dogs which is funny cuz did you did you see that it said that they like basically like adopted that dog from a shelter like i think it was like a couple weeks yeah. before the movie started which is exactly so, like, what happened yep. in in your next film too yeah it's true yeah i it, it is funny yeah i was i i noticed it was very similar um okay uh, so they go to, they get to the refinery, and they're kind of scoping it out. There's a gang uh, surrounding it, uh, and he sees the dude, the Mohawk guy, Vernon Wells, from the beginning of the movie. Um, so he's kind of, like, staking it out. Uh, he's, he eats dog food out of the can at one point, yeah. which is pretty great. Um, do you feel I would like say be- that, uh, like, um,
2: Max's relationship with the dog and everything in this movie is very reminiscent of the John Wayne movie, Hondo. So just, there's a lot of different influences in this movie, and I would say this is very similar.
0: Would you, if you were in uh, dire enough straits, would you eat a can of dog food? Hell yeah!
2: <laughs> LBJ. Hey, give me twenty bucks tomorrow, and I'll eat one.
1: I've done it. I've done it before. <laughs>
0: right. I've eaten a dog biscuit before, but never a can of dog food. Yeah, so we've all eaten dog treats before. Uh, okay, so uh, my next note says, man seems like this gang is wasting a lot of fuel trying to get this fuel just like driving circles around the (laughs) refinery and everything i'm like you seem to be wasting a lot to try and get this like maybe just like conserve it and uh and i also thought it was kind of impressive i mean they have a good setup but i was surprised that they were able to hold off like the gang so well with like i mean because yeah they have the entrance blocked and they have like a flamethrower and stuff but I don't know. I guess the game's kind of dumb, because I feel like if they would have tried them, I could have thought of, like, a tactic to get in, but... Well, they're savages.
2: You know, that's the whole point. They're kind of like, you know, like, you know, they're not, you know, they're supposed to be like, you know, these kind of post-apocalyptic, like, you know, madmen. Like, they're not really the only one who can control them is the Great Humongous. And this is a guy that walks around in a uh, steel uh, hockey (laughs) mask and a leather leather speedo. (laughs) So they're not all, they're not playing with a full deck
0: uh okay next question in the next scene the refinery sends out like three or four different cars why do they send those people out to try to um
2: basically get word out and get help like they're they're scouts like they want like they want to see hey can we can we get them to someplace else can we get help right. can we get past <clears throat> these crazy people and get to like you know the place where we want to go like we you know see if there's like you know there's like they're scouting parties really and they but were also looking- i don't think they were all necessarily completely authorized
1: and they were looking for a truck. They needed a truck to yeah. actually haul all of that fuel out.
0: Okay. So they, they all take off. Uh, Max sees one of them get caught, sees, like, the dude get shot, sees the lady get, like, raped and then killed, which is like, eek. Um, and you and- see that
2: on the gyro captain's face. Like, he's first like, ooh, and then he's like,
0: oh, fuck. This is, yeah.
2: this is not cool. Uh,
0: so Max – Saves the dude that was uh, the dude that was in the crash is still alive. Uh, he takes him back to the refinery. Uh, they let him in, but he gets captured. And then the dude he brought in dies. Um, the gang shows back up, um, and they have they caught all. I like this, and it's you know it's called back later in Fury Road is that they come they caught all the other scouts and they have them like strapped to the front of the car, you know, kind of like, uh, like Max ends up being in a fury road when he's strapped to the front of the car. There's a blood bag. Uh, and that's when they're introduced to, uh, like you said, Lord humongous who wears a hockey mask and he gives a big speech about how he wants the fuel. Um, did
1: you read that one of the preliminary ideas was humongous was going to be Max's, um, Partner, partner for the first movie yeah,
2: yeah i read oh, that and then they yeah. decided to drop the idea but also left some hints of it in like the burn right. his partner was burned up before and stuff huh. like that i mean he was never this giant bodybuilder guy but <laughs> right. there. like the thing is i guess miller encouraged a lot of the actors to have their own backstory and stuff like that so there's a lot of like varying like almost like contradictory stuff like kind of when you read about the background of the movie like I guess Vernon Wells said that the guy in the back of his bike was not his his bottom, but was actually like a sun type figure, you know. But then, you know, there's or like they said, there was like a military relationship between um, Humongous and the leader in the compound. You know, there's a lot of varying stories that have been released over the years because the actors were all encouraged to have their own kind story. Of
0: backstory. Gotcha. Um, so then we're introduced to the uh, feral boy. Uh, the feral boy comes out and he's Girl got kid. like feral kids. Sorry, the feral kid and he kills the Mohawk's guy's boyfriend with his boomerang. Um, what's the deal with that boomerang? Why is it so sharp? Yeah,
1: played- so it can kill people and cut yeah. off fingers. You ever play the ever play the game Power Blade? It's just like that.
0: I I do like when that one guy the the guy tries to catch the boomerang and it just cuts off all his fingers. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, okay, so. Um, uh where where are we at so it cuts out the fingers um oh i know what it is sorry i was looking at my note and i couldn't understand what it's saying so basically humongous uh tells them he's like hey if you just walk away give us the oil we'll let you live if not we're going to kill you all and we're going to give you a day day to decide
2: and he said just walk away no one has to die (laughs) just walk away (laughs)
0: Oh man. Uh, I'm glad Lord Humongous could
1: uh join That was pretty good. That pretty was pretty good. Time. You know it was
2: a it was a very difficult shoot
0: but
1: we, we all had fun. My biggest problem was chafing. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you Lord Humongous. I don't think he was oh, wearing yeah, enough to go back to the wasteland.
1: I don't think he was wearing enough clothing to chafe.
2: Oh, but just in the most important parts.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So let's so, sand.
1: He's going to be sandblasted. He got a sandblasted taint. <laughs>
0: um okay so max gives the feral kid the music box um and and like he he kind of says like hey why don't you just get the oil out here and they're like we don't have any way to 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 haul it and he's like hey i know where there's a rig big enough to haul the tanker um but uh, the deal is you got to give me all the gas i can carry in return um and they're like and he, he kind
2: of tells it to him in a cool way because like after the like he managed to get himself free from the handcuffs they put him in and they're all like what do
0: we do and he's just like you want to get out of here talk to me <laughs> he does say that um so then he like i guess like he has to go out on foot so the gang doesn't notice him, but he has to like walk out with like the thing carrying the two huge gasoline like uh um
1: jugs it's yeah it's jugs. it's f- four gasoline jugs cuz he, he he um cuz at this point the 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 biker the gang has essentially just like drove a mile away up the road <laughs> and, like yeah. camped it's essentially yeah. it.
0: yeah and i do like the fact that max is out there and like he's walking and like immediately like falls in a hole or falls down the side of like a like a little hill or something like immediately um but then the feral kid shows up and helps him out. Uh, I like that Max catches back up to the gyro captain who at this point in my notes is still called the sky captain because <laughs> this is the note where it says, Oh, I guess he's the gyro captain. Uh, and he's like, cause Max had left them like tied to like a big branch and he's like dragging the branch. Uh, and I do like that the, uh, that he catches back up to him. So makes him carry the fuel jugs uh-huh. and then he find then he finds out that the shotgun's empty this whole time. <laughs> Max is a real uh, dick. <laughs> yeah he's really he back, find, finally find some shells yes uh, so they get back they go back to that truck he was going back to that truck from the beginning of the movie um, and, they, and they get it running uh, and then he decides to leave the gyro captain behind again real uh, dick
1: move <laughs> Yeah. because well. really because the gyro captain's been actually relatively nice to him this entire time like he hasn't really double crossed him he's been nice You know, he hasn't been mean to him at all. (laughs) I feel like... Well,
2: he did try to kill him initially.
1: Yeah, at first, but then, you know, the general captain was like, oh, this guy knows what's going on, and he hasn't tried to kill me yet, so... Max doesn't trust anyone.
0: I feel like the... Every... Well, not the first one. I haven't seen it, but from what I know of the third one, I feel like every Mad Max movie follows the same trajectory where Max, at the beginning doesn't want to help anyone or do anything. Yep. And then like reluctantly he ends up helping and like saving the day. And then just like leaves at the end of it. That's exactly. Yeah, it's all he three movies. Another hero. <laughs> yep. He's not another hero. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, he leaves the gyro captain behind. Uh, so he's got to get the truck uh, back to the refinery. So I love that part where he's just like hauling ass past the gang, trying to get the truck back to the refinery. Uh, humongous has that fancy pistol what's the deal with that just a
2: fancy pistol it's a I mean, pistol. It did say it's reminiscent
0: of the sidearms carried
2: by the cops in the first one
1: mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's it, all, it, it, it. either
2: military or police background but it's in like a box and like the <laughs> bullets are yeah. all like well that's a that sometimes like when you retire or something from the military or the police you're given the presentation like weapon like that it's like you know It's not really, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it can be fired. It's like Elvis gave Richard Nixon the handgun at one point, you know, it's like
0: in like a fancy like frame and all that stuff, you know, okay so uh he's firing the pistol at the truck the gyro captain shows back up and drops a snake on the dude that he's just got an endless supply of snakes he's basically sepentor or uh what's his name uh james earl jones mm-hmm. for- also <laughs> but false well, doom be fair, the outback has an endless supply of snakes yeah so. also i would like to take this time to bring up but uh, remember a gonad where james earl jones just for no reason turns into a giant snake at one point and like you can't it's never- let that Go, no it was insane that it just happened for no reason (laughs) anyway
1: go back (laughs) listen to the episode you'll hear his you'll hear how flabbergasted he was then as he is now
0: (laughs) anytime snakes come up i'm gonna mention it um okay so they get into the he gets into the compound with the truck some of the bad guys get in including uh vernon wells uh most of them get killed but vernon wells gets away uh uh then uh the the truck's kind of messed up and the leader guy we haven't really talked about the leader guy is kind of for the refinery. He's like hey you got 12 hours to get it fixed and i like the idea too in this part where everyone thinks that like uh max is staying to help him and he's like nah peace out i i've lived <laughs> it to my end of the bargain where's my gas um I mean, I think he, he even, like, kind of gets in a fight with the leader guy, doesn't he? Usually, like... yeah. yeah, essentially. So part of it is that he's afraid, and they kind of go over this
2: a little bit in the other Mad Max movies, that, like, he's afraid he'll fail people if, if he tries to help them too much. Like, he's afraid because he failed his wife and his child and his, his, you know, his partner and all that stuff. So he's a, the reason he doesn't want to get attached and doesn't want to get involved with helping people is he? Af- he's afraid he'll eventually fail them, which I guess is a theme that runs through a lot of Ma- uh, Mel Gibson movies. I mean, think about... That, like, in a lot of movies, like, he doesn't save him. Like, he doesn't save his son in The Patriot. He doesn't save his wife in Braveheart, you know? Like, he
0: he, He he fails sometimes, you know? He doesn't fix his face in The Man Without a Face. He does not. Uh, Nope. uh, Okay. So, uh, he does get some shotgun shells. Uh, Lord Humongous kills the remaining prisoners. Um, the gyro captain, who is uh, one of his uh, pr- predominant uh, character traits in this movie, is that he's horny. Uh, <laughs> he, he tries to get this like lady to leave with them from the refinery, but she listen. Won't.
1: In, in, in within that group, she's the one I would pick too. So, well, yeah, obviously, ah, the warrior
2: woman's not bad. I like oh, the warrior fair enough. Woman, yeah, I fair enough. Right. Yeah, um, but like literally, the gyro captain's like you know I'm going to decorate my gyro. With like porno centerfolds and such, like it's
0: like you don't need to decorate a gyro. Like he's, you're right, he's a very <laughs> horny guy. Um, okay, so this is where Max's uh, he got his fuel. He got he got his gasoline. He got his gasoline, and he's getting ready to leave. And that's when they want him to drive the tanker tanker. And he's like, "No, nah, I'm not going to." And that's when he punches the leader in the face. Also, the feral kid wants to go with them, and Max is like, "No." He basically white fangs him. He's like, "Get, <laughs> <laughs> white fangs. get." get out of here. He like, he like throws the music box and then the kid goes to chase it. I'll run stuff. this
1: in a Jack London book once. I bet it's going to work here too.
0: <laughs> I remember. Uh, so then Max leaves, of course he's immediately chased by the ba- The gang is camping like right outside the refinery. And then I'm like, Whoa, the bad guys have no yes. cause they, they use. NOS. Um, and you know, what's funny is like, I have a note here about this. Um, but then like it, the research cleared it up. Cause I'm like, why does some of these camera shots have, why are they weirdly like sped up, you know? Um, but I read in the research, it said that like, he, he sped them up because like, he wasn't able to get like the way they were shooting or wherever the terrain, like vehicles to move as fast as he wanted them to be moving. So he sped up the camera shots, Yes, which is like, okay, I get it. But they obviously look like they're sped up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I hate that.
1: I hate that technique. It's so annoying.
0: So, okay. I have a big question, and I'm going to look to the tush to defend this for me. Okay. Uh, Vernon Wells catches up to Max's car. Yeah. Hits it with, like, a metal yeah. pipe, and the car <laughs> careens out of control, flips over, like, 18 times. I'm like, would one hit with a metal pipe cause well, no, that he, car to? I mean, he, he
2: hit the tires and such, you know, so. Oh,
0: no. well, it, yeah. still, I feel like even if you hit a i don't know i i feel like it was a spectacular crash for like getting hit with the metal pipe but anyways um they killed they killed the dog max's dog which isn't cool but luckily it's off camera so you don't have to see it um yeah. Uh, Max is in bad shape. Oh, you know, because they they established earlier in the film that Max has the the car uh, booby trap, right? Like, it, yes. yeah. he has a thing where if someone tries tank, to yeah. take it, the gas tank it'll blow up. So he sets it off, and it blows up and kills like a bunch of the bad guys, except for Vernon Wells. Uh, and he's in really bad shape. But then the gyro captain shows up because he saw the explosion. He saw the smoke. He shows up and saves him. Max wakes up. He's in the refinery and he agrees to uh drive the tanker uh and they're like okay we'll let you do it and here are the shotgun shells um so he takes off in the tanker which i was talking to tush about this uh it the tanker kind of set up to be like the proto uh war rig that we'll see in uh fury road you know yeah. kind of like the the all the spiky things yep. and like the people on top of it so it's like Really, kind of like an earlier version of that. Yeah, you you
1: know, going back and seeing, going back and watching this movie now after watching Fury Road relatively recently, you can see like how everything. He was very cognizant of. Of of, George Miller was very cognizant of um, 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 evolving the world. Like this, obviously, Fury Road takes place after this movie. It's implied that at least, and you can see like the evolution of. Society breaking down and of these different vehicles they have and how they're because like the vehicles they have now are essentially single vehicles that are intact with some maybe some modifications to them. Whereas in Fury Road, it's like they took whatever scraps they had and threw it together to form a vehicle because that's all that was left. Like, you can see he was very cognizant of, of showing that the world was breaking down more and more and more as time goes by um, versus what's here. So you're right. It, it is kind of a, a cool callback in Fury Road to something that you see here in this movie.
0: Uh, I have a question. How is it that he keeps getting the same car and it seems to get destroyed in every movie? He just he keeps
2: like basically like he um, just keeps like so that's why he's having it pulled by camels in uh, Thunderdome. And then there's a comic, a, a, a comic that takes place in between Thunderdome and Fury Road, where he like he fights in th- another Thunderdome to get an engine, mm-hmm. like he's attached to this car, so he, get, he keeps rebuilding it. It's
1: the last so the they V8. Make, if they make
0: a five, you know, then he'll, he'll probably have the interceptor again. Uh, okay, so he agrees to drive the tanker. They give him the shotgun shells, uh, so they he takes off in the tanker, and predictably, all the bad guys start chasing him. And then all the other people leave the refinery like and go different ways, yeah, and then I like that the uh a bunch of the bad guys, the gang drive into the refinery and they have it like rigged to explode, and the whole thing blows up like yep. which they really blew it up, question mark, I think, yeah, yeah, they really did
1: yeah, yeah George, Miller is, George Miller is George Miller's big on practical effects, like he doesn't yeah. use a lot of a lot of cGI when he can help it, and everything you see here and and in a lot of his other movies are all practical effects.
2: They, they brought in. They brought in the uh, Australian army. Now I do feel like we did skip the part where the Feral Kid kills uh, Wes's boyfriend
0: with the boomerang. No, he talked about it. I mentioned we, it. We mentioned. Yeah, it? okay. I'm sorry. I thought. We yeah, were gonna skip. I mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't elaborate on, it, but I did mention it. Yeah. I think you were too so busy that's...
1: thinking about that uh, sandblasted taint.
0: <laughs> the, that's true. <laughs> You, you were like, he was like, I wonder if anyone, they're so short on food. He was like, I wonder if anyone ate that guy's fingers that got cut off. <laughs> Fried <laughs> him up little cocktail weenies. Where um, uh, the
2: One thing, though, is that at that point he used the term Ayatollah of rock and roll, uh-huh. which LPJ and I appreciate is now one of the nicknames of Chris wrestling Jericho. great Chris Jericho. That's right.
1: I'm sure that's where he took it from.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Jesus.
1: Uh, okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, so this, we get like the, the rest of the movie is kind of an extended chase sequence, kind of like another kind of like proto chase sequence for what Fury Road will be, you know, a bunch of the people, including the war lady get killed on the back of the truck. Um, Max takes out a bunch of dudes with a shotgun cause he's finally got shells in it. Um, the, um, leader dude of the refinery is driving his, this car looks like, I don't know, looks like a, uh, <laughs> To me, okay, two things his car that he's driving around me of. The car piece in Monopoly and like a life-size Pinewood Derby car. Sort of. Like it's like how I feel like uh how I feel that he's uh what he's driving in. Um but he gets killed by humongous. Uh gyro captain shows up to help him out a little bit, but he gets shot down. Oh, go ahead.
2: Well, because and remember, right before he gets killed, he's like Oh, feral kid, hop on with me. You'll be safer. You know? <laughs> the feral kid's like, nah, fuck that. I don't want to get in, with, in this one-seat car with you. you know? <laughs> That's
0: right. Um, so, like, Max is trying to get... Okay, so, like, Vernon Wells is on the car, like, trying to get him. And he, like, slams on the brake and he goes flying off. Kind of like Indiana Jones in the Razor of the Lost... Or, uh, yeah, Raze yeah. of the Lost Ark move. Um, so he's trying to get the f- feral kid to get, like, the last shotgun shell. But then, like... I'm confused by this chain of events. So (laughs) Vernon Wells pops up and he's like, aha, I'm on the front of the truck. And then Lord Humongous, his plan is to drive head on (laughs) into the truck. Like I couldn't figure out his plan at that point, but playing chicken, he's got like a glorified Jeep and Max is driving a semi truck. Yeah, he's got nothing to lose.
1: Yeah, it was a weird, it was weird.
0: He drives around, again, he walks,
2: he wears a leather Speedo and a steel hockey mask. This guy, he's not a strategic
0: genius. Oh, so he rams his car into the front of the semi, (laughs) kills himself, kills Vernon Wells. The truck rolls over, but Max and the Pharaoh kid are fine. They find out that, uh uh-oh, guess what? The oil tanker was actually full of sand the whole time, and... I confirmed this with Tush, but uh, Max didn't know it had sand in it, right? Like no, gas. he had no idea. So, uh, and, and all the they put all the oil in like drums and like put it in all the like the school bus and the cars that they took off with. Right. Um, I also like that the remaining members of the gang after uh, Humongous dies are kind of like, well, we gotta go. And just oh yeah, turn around. For you. They're like, they peace well, out. They're you. done. Um, so then we find out that the gyro captain becomes the new leader of the refinery people. They drive off, uh, and that the voiceover that we've been hearing the whole, t- at the beginning of the end was actually the feral boy, feral kid who grew up, um, and eventually like became the leader of the, that group. And, uh, but max of course stays behind cause he's max. And I think yeah. he drives off in the monopoly car and the end. Yep. I remember there being a persistent rumor that I think George Miller shot down that, like, that the Max in Fury Road was actually, like, the grown-up feral kid. Do you remember that? It was like a. There's a, a or... lot
2: of, like I said, like, he encourages people to have, like, different, like, you know, different takes. And there's ideas that he has, he decides not to do. So there's a lot of that. Like, there's a lot of, like, ideas that maybe they started with and then got rid of. Like, there's even an idea that Fury Road was going to be a midquel between this one and you know, between this one and the original and that like, you know, but, and then there's, but then he, he gets rid of all that. So basically what you actually see on the screen is the actual story. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, although yeah.
1: they did cut, they had to cut a lot of stuff out of this just to get it to the, to a proper rating. Yeah. Um, so I, I was reading one of the quotes I read was that he kind of regretted that that happened, but it didn't change the plot a whole lot like it was just a lot of fluff they took out and a lot of yeah i guess it was much
2: more graphic when they when the you know the the golden child or whatever got hit in the head right with uh the boomerang and they pull it out and all that and
0: they talk about much more graphic things they talk about how this movie uh and obviously it's unusual for action movies but they talk about how this was actually shot in sequence i feel like fury road was also shot in sequence i think it was too yeah. yeah i believe it was like so, maybe that's just a, a, a George Miller thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I like how one of the facts in uh, IMDb is, oh, it's Mel Gibson's favorite Mad Max movie. It's like, well, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> <Why> <laughs> like it it's it's obviously better than the other two he made. What's he gonna say? You know what? Fury Road.
2: <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, uh, you know, magnanimous. Do,
0: was there? Do you know? And we may. Uh, you know, it was a long time ago. Maybe we talked about Fury Road. Was there ever any thought that? Mel Gibson was going to be yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one hundred percent going to be. It, it was. It was going to be. But
2: then they they were literally like scouting locations in Tunisia. But then the Iraq War started, and it was just too close. And then there there was like another time where there was like there was, there was different like problems. I want like almost like didn't they start to build sets or something? And then there was an earthquake, and like there was like it was fully going to happen, and then just eventually it wasn't like you know George Miller was not like you know like oh no more Mel Gibson. He was just like Mel Gibson's tool. You know, it just, it was never like, you know, like, uh, oh, I don't want to work with Mel Gibson.
1: Fury Road just didn't just come out of nowhere. Fury Road has been in production for several decades. Yeah. Fury Road
2: was, the the name Fury Road was attached when Mel Gibson was still attached. Right. Right.
1: So it was going to be a Mel Gibson movie, you know, when it first started and for all the starts and stops that it had. And then eventually, you know, it just, they just, he just aged out.
0: And yeah. we should mention, as we record this episode, George Miller's in the middle of filming his Furiosa, like, spin-off. Yeah, yeah whole, he is. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Chris, yep. Chris Hemsworth playing the bad guy in it. So. It's going to be, yeah.
1: I'm super excited for it.
0: I am, too. Um, it, it, and I know we touched on this, but it, it does say that this movie takes place five years after the original Mad Max. And then uh, Beyond Thunderdome takes place 15 years after this movie. So, yeah. Um, uh, which actually, and then Th- Beyond Thunderdome comes out in 1985, which Beyond I do like kind of I the do. redhead
2: stepchild of the movies where it's like it's acknowledged, but it's not fully acknowledged, you know, I mean, it's, it's is it, there is it, it worth know? watching? I've never yeah. seen it. It's worth watching. It's yeah. weird. And that's what the fun of it is. It know? is weird because
1: like it's definitely two movies slapped together. Like it is yeah. absolutely two different movies that they put together and threw Max in it.
2: And it's the only one that's really at all comedic. Yes. There's some it, it's there's definitely some comedy there, which I think might be like, oh well, hey, Mel Gibson now, like we know that he's a big action comedy guy, so you know, we have to make him a little bit funnier,
1: you know. And, right. But it's good. Like I, I enjoy I enjoy it. I, I don't like it as much as I like this movie, um yeah. or the first one, but it's not bad. Like I enjoy it.
0: Well, I think we'll probably cover it. Definitely at some point. Uh, I think at some point, we're not going to do like the year of the threequel, but I think we might do like a two-month like kind of getting into third movies and series, and that will be definitely one that oh, uh, we cover. Oh, God.
1: That's such a slippery slope because there's so many bad third movies. It's true. Like really well, bad. Like RoboCop 3 is atrocious. Well, I,
0: I, I have some in mind. I'll, I'll tell you off mic. Okay. Uh, that right. I yeah. think I think you'll be <coughs> affable too, and that's why <coughs> okay. I'm saying we're only going to do – a handful of them, and not
1: okay. a few of them. That's fair. Indiana uh,
2: Jones and Last Crusade is arguably the best of the three. That's yeah, well, fair. We haven't done, and we have done any Indiana movies
1: so.
0: but I will say I, it's the, it's uh up in the air whether or not we're going to do Curse of the uh the, the third mummy movie.
1: The third mummy Curse movie, of the Dragon
0: Emperor, Curse of the Dragon Emperor. That's it. Isn't yeah. it? Is it Jet Li who plays the yeah. Dragon Emperor? Yeah, Jet
2: Li, and uh, instead of and Maria Bello replaces Rachel weiss Rachel weiss is like how dare you think I'm old enough to play someone's an adult's mother? It's like, well,
0: you know, we have makeup. We could just, you know, uh, all right. Anything else? Uh, anyone wants to mention or should we get into rating it?
1: Uh, do you remember the sweet board game Thunder Road? Yeah. Like was, uh, it was, it was this movie. It was this, the end of this movie is the game Thunder Road. It's great. Well,
2: do you remember the Tonka trucks that were a knockoff of the Mad Max? Yeah. Stuff? Yeah, those were sweet. Those were like, sweet. I have, I, we still have some in the basement. They're, they're really cool.
1: I was looking at the, I have the game at home, so Thunder Road, my parents' house, I mean. And I was looking at the pieces, right? I'm looking at the pieces right now, and there's like, there's an Interceptor car, there's a dune buggy, there's like th- the big truck thing that <laughs> Humongous is riding, there's helicopters, uh, there's wrecked cars. It's just a road that looks like the road from from the end of the movie that you just lay over and over again. It is it is spot on. It is absolutely based on on this game, on this movie.
0: You know what's crazy? That's Thunder Road. But, Dave, what about when the thunder rolls?
1: And the lightning strikes. Wow. There, there, there. Right.
0: Another love grows
1: cold. <laughs>
0: uh, Thanks, guys. So- so no should problem. we rate it? Yeah, should we let's
1: write this? this thing. And hit the music. All right, to assure the guest. What do you want to do? I
2: mean, as I've expressed, it's one of my favorite movies. I have an—I still have to get framed with an original poster from the movie. I mean, it really kind of, like it really kind of shaped my love of movies with a siege in them. Like, I love a good siege movie, whether it's Zulu or The Two Towers, or like you know, so i'm gonna have to give it uh five machine guns
1: wow all right all right
0: uh LPJ why don't you go next
1: uh i like this movie a lot like i've always this is the movie that kind of got me fascinated with mad max and um i don't know it's for whatever reason it's one of those movies and one of those characters that always stuck with me like i don't you know like in the same way that like In the same way that, like, Star Trek hits me or, like, Indiana Jones or Star Wars, like, for whatever reason, this movie is such a part of my childhood for, for, you know, it just is. Um, And uh, I just enjoy it. Like, I really like this movie. Um, It's not a perfect movie. I don't like it better than Fury Road. um, But I do like this a lot. And I think people should see it. I'm going to go. I'll go four machine guns with this one, though.
0: Uh yeah I I I I don't I I think I'm pretty aligned with you guys. This movie is great. Um, it it holds up. It's made so long ago, but it's still very good. It's he's a great character. Um, uh, it it I had I like I lost my train of thought in the middle of trying to say what I was gonna say. Um, and it's like it's a really tight movie. Like the runtime is like an hour and forty minutes or something. So it's like. It, it doesn't waste any time, and it's concise, and it's got a lot of action in it, and I, I, it's just a cool concept, and it's, it, like you said, I I, I kind of, with you, though, LPJ, I like it a lot. I, I don't like it more than Fury Road. Um, I'll give it four machine guns as well. So, just to address, like, I almost feel like I can't say which one I like more,
2: this or Fury Road, because Fury Road can't exist without it. Like, it's almost like, it's almost hard to separate the two for me, and, like, I'm, I'm going to make a blasphemous comparison, but it's almost like Old Testament, New Testament, you know, like things existed by the time they made Fury Road that you couldn't have done back then, you know, and like, obviously they had a much bigger budget. So it's like, it's almost, they're just, they're different, but they're the same. It's like, I almost, I can't really choose, you know? No, I get what you're saying to a sure. certain extent, but I, I mean-, mean,
1: it's similar to like Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, you know? Exactly.
2: They're- yeah. Obviously they had so much more work with Evil Dead 2. Right. So, you know.
0: They're both great movies.
1: I mean, yeah, they're
2: yeah. both great movies. So I, I, don't I can
0: easily be talked into like four and a half of this. You know, like it's a great movie. And if you haven't seen it, watch it. And as we've said, don't you don't have to know anything going into it. Like, it's not like you have to be familiar with the character or the first movie or anything like that. You can just sit down and watch this and, and never watch any of the other ones if you don't want to.
1: I think what Fury Road has going for it is in advance in tech, advancement in technology and like just just quality of life stuff like it, it's like um okay it's like you, you have a video game that came out for the PlayStation 2 right and then they remake it same game but it's just tweaked and it takes advantage of like you know, the higher power graphics of like the PlayStation five, you know, that's, that's, that's what it see. That's what Fury road feels like to me. It feels like, like, um, um, like a perfected, like a perfected version. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that's what Fury road has going for it is, is quality of life stuff, like advancements in technology. And it just, it just looks, this movie looks good, but it looks kind of grimy. It looks like an old movie. Whereas Fury road looks, it's, it's a great movie and it's beautiful. Like it is a beautiful yeah. movie to watch. So sure. I think that's what, that's what tips it in, in favor of Fury Road for me. Yeah. Um, great. Um, sweet. All right. We did it. That's. uh, I, <laughs> hey, I, I didn't did realize it. I was gonna get the last word in there. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. let's get some plugs in. So you can, you can check us out. Uh, on GamezillaMedia dot and you can join our Discord, which is at the bottom of the page, and chat with us and let us know what you guys think. What do you like better? Do you like Fury Road better? Do you like uh, uh, this movie better? You know, or you know, conversely, do you like the first one or Thunderdome better? Who knows? There's some cr- crazy people on our Discord. They may like one of those two movies better.
0: And, and also don't forget hashtag release the tush mad max episode oh boy i don't know i
1: don't think my computer powerful enough to edit that monstrosity <laughs> yeah. no. i might oh, need God, like
0: do any editing anyways
1: that thing that thing's a beast uh yeah and check us out on uh facebook instagram uh twitter we're kind of all over the place um yeah and uh you know thanks for sticking with us for 200 episodes we're now into our next at least 70 more episodes so we'll see how that goes and what do you guys think of our theme months let us know um, we have two more theme oh, months oh, coming oh, up. up hope you like them because our next nine movies are going to be part of themes <laughs> yep True. Uh, yeah Tush anything you want to plug
2: yeah, yeah. So, um, as I, I've mentioned in previous episodes, I, I have written a novel. And kind of what I kind of want to do is to kind of test the waters. Have it done. I have it out for some people reading it, stuff like that. But I think to kind of test the waters, like self-publishing with, on the Kindle and all that stuff, I wrote a novella that I'm about three-quarters done with. And I'm going to release that first. Okay. So, uh, title pending. So, I'm going to send it. And you send the book in, register at the Library of Congress, and so no one can steal it, that sort of thing. But um, if anyone on Discord who has any experience with self-publishing... Wants to hop on and give me some pointers or like you know stuff like that. I would love that, and um, yeah, just wanted to put that out there. And also, um, LPJ and Hovercraft George, show me how to work the Discord. So I've yeah. tried several times to jump on there and like look up Last Action Podcast. I'm like, nothing comes up. You know, it's like I don't know how to use it yet. It comes up every <laughs> time I turn on my computer. So I would like to engage with all of you, and um, you know, so yeah, I, I appreciate any feedback or anything like that. I was gonna so, suggest. No,
1: I was going to suggest soliciting feedback on a platform that you're not on is not, not going to work.
2: <laughs> exactly. So, well, you, you guys just need, are, We're probably going to hang out tomorrow. You guys can
0: show me Yeah, a, I was going to say, you just need uh, LPJ to do what he did for me like a million years ago, which is just grab my phone and be like, here you go.
1: Here, you're on Discord. You're Hovercraft Joe on Discord. Enjoy.
0: Oh, that was before Hovercraft Joe existed. It was, you're
1: right. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, Dave, thanks for being here. We look forward to reading your novella, and yep. hopefully, you look forward to getting some feedback on Discord when you eventually join.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. So, and like,
2: yeah, you. Any final thoughts? Guys? I want to murder you and do stuff to your body. No, that's not that's not right? Discord.
0: The real okay. question is though: is your like avatar, your picture on Discord, going to be like a tush?
2: I feel like it kind of has to be. <laughs> oh, remember? God. Oh, so uh, remember the early because you remember the early episode of South Park, Joe, where Ben Affleck's face was just a
0: big ass, you know. Ass I think I think it should party. be I think it should be Flanders and his tight. Uh, Ooh, that's, that's a good album. one. That is nothing a really good all. one. Actually, <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> uh, anyways, at we can exactly we can skip all this later. All right, yeah. we
1: good? Anything else? I'm good. All right. Good. Well, in that case, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated.
0: But we'll be back.